Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, which was born out of the unwavering belief that if you ignored the doubters, brushed off the critics, and poured your heart into a wild idea, it was possible to create a podcast that let people fly down mountains. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yeah, you didn't see that coming, did you? That was a turn. Wow. That fly was down turn. mountains. That's fly us. down mountains. That's what we Boom. do. Fly down mountains. This, do you fly of course, down mountains or do you fall down mountains? You know, it depends. Are you supposed to go up mountains? It's the, anyway, kind of, it's the kind of running that is indistinguishable from falling and that mm. is enabled mm-hmm. by your Hoka shoes. Yeah. This is the about page for Hoka, which I did not, I would not have thought that it would have so many doubters and critics and could have been seen as such a wild idea to make shoes with a squishy sole. But evidently it was. Evidently. Shoes with a squishy sole for those well, they, without a squishy sole. And the jetpacks on the back that let you fly down mountains. That let you fly down mountains. Fly down mountains. What a weird phrase. Isn't that so weird? Yeah. Because <laughs> I. Usually one, never mind. I'm I know. just repeating myself now. But I mean, I'm discombobulated anyway today, but this one's mm-hmm. really got me thrown for a loop. Yeah. Yeah. Hoka. Hoka. Haka. Who Who knew? Hoka. Knew. <laughs> All right. Let's get to my first one, which is Ikigai. And I'm not saying it wrong. That's how they said it on the Economist podcast where I first heard about it. Uh, ikigai is a way of thinking. Uh, it is based on a Japanese word that means a reason for being, hmm. and it is being. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm curious if you've run into it in the Silicon Valley, perhaps, because it apparently is gaining some popularity there and in business circles mm-hmm. for like finding a sense of purpose. You know, your ikigai, your reason yeah. for living. Now, the I best part about see... this is no one yeah. in Japan knows anything about it. <laughs> Really? <laughs> like, apparently, it's a sort of, like, archaic word that some people might use to mean, like, yeah, I sneaked out of work to get a beer, you know? It was my eek guy. <laughs> but in the West, in America, we're using it as, like, a philosophy, a motivating Finding force that gives a- you your per- sense of purpose. I found a tweet mm-hmm. from... A, uh, how do I put this? White guy mm, mm-hmm, who looks mm-hmm. techy, who is followed mm-hmm. by several people that I follow in the VC universe, mm-hmm. who tweeted Ikigai, the Japanese concept of finding purpose in life. And then, as you might imagine, there's a whole very pretty Canva created, almost certainly, um, Venn diagram. <laughs> what are you good at? Passion. Mission, oh, right, what you love, right. profession, it's got quadrants. Yeah, it's got quadrants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, that, and that that is part of it. That that person didn't just make that up. That is this part of the whole thing. Like the passion, mission, profession, vocation intersection is where you find your ikigai. 
according to people who aren't Japanese. Wow, dude. Yeah, if this is not already a thing. According to people who are not Japanese is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I say that partly in jest. There is a a Japanese person who is promoting Ikigai in the same way, uh, promoting it mostly to a Western audience, not domestically. Oh, yeah, because there's a book. (laughs) Yeah. Called Ikigai, the Japanese secret to a long and happy life. Holy crap, is Ikigai the new Huga, except more productive? And that's why everybody's going to be obsessed with it. It is. In fact, the Economist uh, podcast that I heard this on compared it to Huga, for sure. Oh, amazing. But of course, of course, the tech bros are going to love it because it has that productivity life hack situation. Yeah. And Even it's got the, the Economist podcast thing describes it's got quadrants. <laughs> if it's got quadrants, it's gonna blow up. I love this. I love this. This at? is a this what is a thing prediction need? and a thing spot. What does the world need? What, what do you mission? love? And what can you get paid for? That last one has me interested. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have you found your own ikigai? Oh my god, this is beautiful. This is amazing. Yeah. Life hack. No, it's uh Oh wow. Here's a tweet that says, I have a feeling this will turn out to be the most important year of my life. Quit my office job, grew my YouTube channel to 100,000 plus, got engaged, traveled around the world, learned so much about myself, found my ikigai. Oh, you found his ikigai. Just getting started. You're just such a, an ikigai. <laughs> Joe, yeah. Joe Hood. Oh. Just an ikigai looking for an ikigirl. girl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> incredible that's a great that's a great scoop up right there because that is that's going to be unbearable any minute now i already sort of find it unbearable i I think i already hate it yeah 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 and yet i love i love the idea that's supposedly behind it whether it's like a real thing or not apparently it was kind of popular in japan in the 50s yeah um but i do like that idea of like oh the the sense of purpose that combines what you love with what's good for the world. Yeah. Like there's, there's something real in there. That's great. You know? Yep. And they're going to ruin it. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> it's, you know, I don't know that it needs quadrants, but yeah. <laughs> Doesn't everything. Ah, everything's better with a Is quadrant. Is it even real without a Venn diagram? No. No. Prove it. You can't without a Venn diagram. You can't. If you don't have a Venn diagram, I do not believe you. Yeah. Let me be perfectly clear. Um, well, interestingly, I think there's going to be some crossover between people who talk like that and people wearing Air Force Ones and Air Jordans generally. Oh, yeah. And I cannot believe I haven't done this yet, considering how many hours a day I spend with my son on GOAT looking up sneaker drops. It's a whole like, thing. It is a whole. Yeah. And so I sort of was like, okay, Air Force Ones are a thing. Mm-hmm. But really, like Jordans in general are so back. But really, even though I talked about sneaker culture like a couple of years ago, I think on the show, sneaker culture is at apex. It has not like, gotten smaller. It yeah. has only gotten more <laughs> insanely bigger. But the uh-huh. Air Force One in particular seems to really be the one. And especially like the white low-rise Air Force One mm-hmm. that was originally introduced in 1995 is everywhere right now, particularly on teenage girls. Like, my son actually came home from a party and showed me a photo of, like, six pairs of white Air Force Ones in the grass. This is this generation's Converse All-Stars. Oh, my God, it totally is. 
Yeah. Yeah. The Air Force One. 100%. Yep. Like it's the shoe they're all wearing and they all have to be wearing. Because I remember in the 90s, everybody getting Converse All-Stars mm-hmm. and a bunch of people older than me going, we stopped wearing, wearing those for a reason. Right. <laughs> they're very uncomfortable. They're really uncomfortable. And at least like Air Force Ones and the Jordans especially. I mean, I, listen, I love a classic Jordan 1. That is a beautiful mm-hmm. shoe. I'm a giant fan. Yeah, that's more like a wingtip of sneakers. Not exactly. A, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, funny you should mention, because there was a story from uh, just a couple weeks ago in cranesdetroit.com, a business, a subscription business rag about how the trendiest dress shoes in America are Air Jordans. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> it's like just all. So that makes me feel like I didn't completely miss it, but I I, I came close because sincerely, we talk about this nonstop. No, we're just, we're, we're, we're underlining it. That's all. We yeah. really, really are. So that, the Air Force so One, it's happening. The wingtip used to be considered a frilly, frivolous shoe when it first came out mm-hmm. because it had a design on it and like a serious shoe didn't have a design on it. Why would you need a design on it? And then eventually the wingtip became like classy, right? Yep. That's happening to the Air Jordan. That's happening with the Air Jordan, which is amazing. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I I have encountered recently people of extreme wealth wearing various versions of Jordans. <laughs> like it just is. It, it's, and so it's not even like, yes, like sneaker culture and sneaker culture always has revolved in some ways around Nike. Duh. Yeah. 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 But like, you don't see, I don't see Adidas crawling back. I don't see Vans making a comeback. It's not a, it's not a, um, a decentralized sneaker mm. culture resurgence. It's a very Nike oriented resurgence here. Yeah. Specifically either Jordans mm-hmm. or Air Force Ones. It might broaden out or it might not. It might. Yeah. It might. I'm seeing spats, some Adidas in spats there. Spats never survived the way wingtips did, right? Yes. So, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, Adidas just went through some things. Might come out the other side, but. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe going retro isn't a bad idea. Maybe them leaning into their old styles is not mm-hmm. a bad thing. I'm, I'm still sitting here thinking, like, is there a world, probably after I'm dead, where someone is invited to a f- wear and told to wear formal attire, and that means they have to wear a hoodie and Air Jordans. Oh my God! I wonder, <laughs> like that—that that becomes formal attire at some point. It really because the suit we wear now it would be considered being underdressed in the like late eighteen hundreds, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, that's like minimal. That's like casual. You're not properly dressed unless you have all this other stuff. Yeah. I mean, probably. That's amazing. I I want I want to see that. If if for no other reason, I I want to live a long time so I can see hoodies and Air Jordans be formal wear. Be like, <laughs> <laughs> it's either going to be that, or there's going to be a resurgence of the the original formal wear. Or it goes the other way. It goes the yeah, other way. Yeah, like yeah, I don't really right. know, but yeah, yeah. probably both. Not, right? It'll it would do not both. shock me. Uh, well, my next thing for today is uh, partly a thing that the Atlantic is identifying that might or might not be a thing. I'm not experiencing it, but maybe y'all are. But the other part of it definitely is a thing and has been a thing for a long time, but but maybe it's uh, making a comeback. Uh, that is the first part 
that people are talking on the phone again mm-hmm. because they're tired of Zoom. Thank God. Uh, they, they, they actually make phone calls on purpose so they don't have to look at people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the part of this that I think has been a thing for a long time and is really the the main part of my thing is the first minute of every phone call on a cell phone is torture uh, because so the the connections are asynchronous. We seem to have a breakdown over who's supposed to say hello now because you can yeah. see when each other pick up. So the person answering doesn't always say hello. Then there's just the general like, oh, hold on. I'm putting on my earbuds. Oh, they didn't connect. Hold on. I can't hear you. Uh, Oh, why is it on my speaker? Like the Atlantic story is titled the first minute of every phone call is torture now. I mean, this is so true that I can't. I mean, sub thing is the Atlantic constantly being inside my freaking head. (laughs) And just me being like, God damn it. I wish I had just written this down somewhere because exactly. Mm -hmm. And the subhead of this is what's extra genius because it's (laughs) the first minute of every phone call is torture now, but at least you have something to talk about, which is also true. You do Mm -hmm. you go through this whole freaking dance and you have this whole rigmarole. And most of the time, if it's an iPhone person, it's because of AirPods, but not always. It's like, did Uh you connect to the car and can you hear me? And does it sound okay? And then you proceed to have a conversation about how all your conversations start this way. Yep. (laughs) And when you read it in the Atlantic, you just feel infuriated that this is what this freaking technocratic world has made us. Uh, There there are so many things that aren't as easy as they used to be. Right. And this, this is a common complaint as technology advances. Right. You'll always have the person who's like, well, my horse didn't have a problem starting up. You know, when people are having a problem starting their car. Uh, so I'm not even saying it's necessarily a valid do we, criticism. Do we, still right? have, do we still have that person? <laughs> because the, cause the, the stuff matures and eventually gets easy. And now right. cars start pretty, pretty fast, right? You don't have to crank start them on the front anymore. We're in the crank starting the front of the car era of phones right now. But yeah, you used to pick up the phone off the rotary dial headset and answer. And it yeah. worked every time. It's true. It did take a minute to dial. Dialing. Especially. Until the push button came along. Until the push, push button, button came. Got fast. So you had the rotary. Yep. Then mm-hmm. you had the push button. Then yep. pretty soon you would have speed dial. Touch tone. And programmable speed dial. Then you had oh, touch yeah. tone. Yeah. But seriously, it is absurd. Mm-hmm. It is absurd that this is so normal that it's now being written about. But I'm so glad that someone named it. Because man, is it a thing? It's every freaking phone call I have. Oh yeah. And there's a whole there's a whole dance that goes around it. Like when you're going to call someone, you can't just call. And then you tell you text them that you're gonna call, and then you say like, "Hold on, I gotta find my earbuds." And then you wait <laughs> to see how long, and you sort of mentally count like how long you think it's taking them to find the earbud the earbuds. I the one that gets me is when I call someone, they answer and don't say anything. That is happening too. Yeah, the confusion about hello is not in this piece, is it? But it should be. No, it's that's not. Really that was my own. That was my own insertion into this. But no, it's true though. My son that just one, preemptively yeah. says hello. I. He's the caller. Like, yeah, the caller doesn't say hello. I know, and he totally does. He called my brother the other day <sighs> in the car. My brother answered, and my son was just like, "Hey," and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa." Were you born in a whoa, bar? Have I taught whoa. you nothing? Whoa, 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 whoa. This is this is along the lines of of not answering the text 
to that that to acknowledge you got it. That's right. also a thing where people you send a text, people read it and go like, "Yeah, I read it." Like, but I don't know you read it. I'm not in the room with you. Mm-hmm. So I so now I'm just sitting here wondering like, well, did they see it or did it get lost? Oh, and see, that's a whole other level of text culture mm-hmm. that is the red receipt on iMessage. Yeah, because now you turns. know. Yeah, but come on, who's gonna turn on read receipts, please? I don't know. I think I have them on, and I got probably. Do you really? <laughs> well, because okay, the, so the key, you. no, the key, the key subtlety here that the Atlantic has yet to write about. So I'm going to say it before they get to it because they will. The key subtlety is delivered versus read. Mm-hmm. However, we all know, even though nobody's willing to say it, that delivered means read because it popped up. Yeah, most of the time. Most like of the time. most of the time, it popped up, and I either saw it or I know generally what it's about. And that's the same thing that your son's doing is like, well, no, I can see he answered. Right. Why do I have to make him talk? I'm going to talk now because I see they answered. Yeah. Right. Text message, same way. Like, well, you saw it was delivered. So, you know, I read it. But, but no, 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 that's no, no, not no. We're true. Still, no, we're still sharing. We still are laboring under the shared fiction that delivered does not mean read because if they mix, then everything falls apart. Because if it's read and you don't answer, then you have been left on read. And that is an insult. It happens all the time, too. But if it's just delivered, it doesn't count. You don't have <laughs> to answer it yet. But it but it means it's read. No. We don't say it out loud. But, yeah, we, but we all know. It's, ru- it's rude to say that. I exactly. Know. But we all know. But it's not. But if we, if we like let go of that fiction, then we will crash our cars constantly because we'll have to answer every freaking text all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so do it for the safety, for the children. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing. I, I don't answer the phone while driving. Ever. Mm, oh. I, we, both cars now have the Bluetooth integration where I could. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how. <laughs> keep, keep that innocence. Do that. Yeah. Hold on to that. Hold I on try. To that. Because try. honestly, it's, it's more dangerous at this point to answer the call because it like doesn't yes. stay on Bluetooth and it drops off and then it might that's end my, up on an AirPod. Yeah. That's my contention. And, yeah. and going back to the buzz out loud days, we talked about the fact that even when you're hands free, part of your brain is devoted to imagining the person you're talking to and, and processing the conversation. And it takes away, it makes it more dangerous to drive. It's true. God, we really just gave up on distracted driving, didn't we? As a culture, we, really we were did. just like, yeah. that's just. Everybody's like, meh. It's yeah. fine. We're like once once Uber drivers like literally had to look at their freaking phones. Yeah. All day long while driving, we were just like, eh, yeah, we're cool with this. We're like, yeah, it doesn't seem to be that many people. I guess we could multitask. It's fine. Mm, it's mostly sure it's just, fine. It's mostly just pedestrians. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Um. Thank you for flagging this thing that I haven't had on my reminders and was like, today is the day, and I saw it in the bullpen, and so I have to give shared credit. This is actually a shared thing. Because I was like, damn it, today is the day I got to talk about board parties. Board parties. Yeah, I was glad you were pulling this in because I, I kept kicking it down the list. Yeah. And it was going to expire if we didn't use it soon. Absolutely. And there's sort of only so many more times we're going to be able to talk about boards because we talked about charcuterie boards. Then we talked about butter boards. And we can't, it's just not efficient to do every board as it evolves and appears Mm-hmm. Especially now that people have just figured out that you could make a whole entire party out of bringing different kinds of boards. Yeah. Apparently, uh, after a certain point, 
whether it's three or four of a type, then the type just becomes the thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's a it's like a class and phylum. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, yes, the premise is simple that everybody brings a board with different treats. And it's super fun to look at this on TikTok. Actually, a friend and I were just sharing a bunch of these boards, like because some people there was one uh, TikTok where somebody just brought a McDonald's like nuggets and fries. So you can make a fancy charcuterie board. Sure. You could do like a fruit board or like a kebab board, or you can just do- I'm sure that's the origin of this, right? Right, exactly. But I'm sure that there now there must be like wings, mm-hmm. pop Pizza. over. Apparently there were Halloween-based charbuterie boards. Of course there were. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Ben and Jerry's boards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love it. And honestly, my friend Christine and I are like, oh, we're totally having a board party. Am I imagining it? Or was there one that was just covered in peanut butter? That would actually be amazing because there are so many things that are yummy in peanut butter. Yeah. And then there were just like, I don't remember if there were things to dip it in or what. But yeah. Oh, my God. I want to do one because you spread a board of peanut butter and then mm-hmm. you would put chocolate and yeah. bananas and mm-hmm. pretzels and Celery. celery. Exactly. Like that is a good board. Yeah. That's an amazing snack board idea. Uh, I can't say I came up with it or not. (laughs) It may be my imagination or I may have seen it somewhere. I just don't remember. There should be. That's amazing. Do it. I'm doing it. I will never do it. I'm doing it at my board party. Board party. Anyway, board parties. They are the, they've rolled up. Which one is it? Would they be the class here? So the. Mm-hmm. The 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 butter board and the charcuterie board are in the phylum. The genus, the, the phylum. genus. I don't know. There's like yeah. species. Anyway, the board yes. seems like the class, though. But the yeah. board is the class. Yeah. I think we can. All and agree. then when you do the peanut butter board, you'll be the chairman of the board. <laughs> I'm doing that peanut butter board. That is so fun. <laughs> Apples, like there's just everything. Saltines, yeah. saltines and peanut butter is the best. Love it. All right. Well, you're not bored. Uh, we can tell because you're sending us things. Feedback at itsthing.me. Tassel wrote in to let us know that he was early on the whole sped up song thing. Okay. Uh, he wrote back in May regarding the sped up songs. This has been a thing for a couple of years, at least now. My daughter has primarily only been listening to this on YouTube for quite a while. It's called Nightcore or Daycore, depending on if it is sped up or down. Far as I can tell, this isn't the same as chipmunking from the 60s or 70s, although found much conflicting results. They take normal songs and speed them up or down. For more info, go to the Wikipedia article on Nightcore. Every time I go to my daughter's room, she has some Nightcore song playing on YouTube on her TV, most of them being versions of anime songs. Totally. Well, I apologize if we missed your email back in May because, but yeah, critical mass now, the Nightcore and sped up thing for sure. Lily, Just consider it to be uh, seconding your thing. Exactly. We second your thing spotting. Absolutely. Lily needs a thing check. And honestly, this is what I also had in my list. And I'm letting you have it, Lily, because yes. Have you already covered bodysuits? 
she says. Mm. I went into a few clothing stores and was floored to see bodysuits in the women's clothing section. You know, those leotard-looking things? I first saw some at Fred Meyer and sent a picture to my mom and then went to Old Navy and saw entirely displays of bodysuits with flannel shirts. Girl, I know. Oh, and stirrup pants to go with the bodysuits. Wow. It's stirrup all pants. back. She says, it's like we can't trust our clothes to stay in place, so we have to strap them. It really feels like the antithesis of crop tops. Maybe I'm way behind on this because I've been gone shopping in stores for a while, or maybe it's fashion's effort to offset crop tops. You can either bear it all or be fully covered up. <laughs> One or the other. I mean, these coexisted at the same time the first time around, too. But then you also can have you also have a bodysuit with the extremely high cutout so that you have a side mm. crop situation. No, these Best are of both worlds. These are hundred percent back. And I saw them on the shelves and I was like, You have got to be kidding me because Pardon the TMI, but the ladies' version of the bodysuit often, but not always, but often, to be more convenient, has snaps mm. at the bottom. And so you sit around all day on snaps. On snaps? That does not sound comfortable. No. I could not believe that that came back. I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's like, that's horrible. Not to mention it was like a yeast infection waiting to happen. Right? This is just ridiculous. And I, and, and I tried on... A crop top or a, a bodysuit just to be like, are these still as horrible as it? Yeah, they are. Is that why they they come with a cranberry juice straw? In the, in the- <laughs> uh-huh. But seriously, though, they <laughs> seriously. should. Because it's the worst idea ever. And then stirrup pants I'm just furious about because I would always buy them and they wouldn't be long enough. And so I would just have this like straight like tree trunk leg situation happening <laughs> because I just <laughs> like just can we not? Can we just not do this? But anyway, Lily, you are correct. Yeah. This is well done, Lily. Good stuff. Nailed it. Uh, Mike wrote in with a thing confirmation. I live in northern Indiana, but was visiting Chicago a few weeks ago and saw a line of 10 to 12 people outside a Hoka shoe store. What? Uh, Probably half of them wearing Hoka shoes already. Thanks for the thing confirmation. People are lining up for these things. Yeah, That's I guess so. This is amazing. I think yeah. the thing I discovered in bringing it to It's a Thing, and I'm so grateful, is that I genuinely thought that it was like a middle old, middle-aged lady with like a hurdy toe or a hurdy knee shoe. Mm-hmm. But no, it but turns no. out it's everywhere. It's like a high-performance athlete thing. And a, wow. And we appreciate Mike uh, giving us the, the foot-on-the-street report. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for tiptoeing into this topic. Okay. <laughs> Chip in Boston, just getting a big holiday meme thing on the record. Hey, Morito, I have a Halloween thing for you. I've been seeing the same Halloween costume meme over and over for the last few days. Thank you so much, Chip, for bringing this. Usually customized to the person or profession of the person that's posting it. It consists of a generic Spirit Halloween store costume bag with a custom picture and description next to it. It has gotten to the point where Spirit had to actually comment on a few of the offensive ones, saying, this is not an officially licensed costume from our company. Photoshopping our packages seems to be trending at the moment. We will be passing this to our review team. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. Oh my gosh. That meme was everywhere. And I didn't really know what to do about it because like it Halloween, we did shows in between with Halloween sandwiched in the middle. Yeah. So chip, thank you for emailing us about that. Cause it really was everywhere and they were pretty funny. There were some funny ones. Chip, you have done us a service. Uh, we appreciate this very much. We do. We do. I just, I, I'm still hung up on the fact that spirit <laughs> is policing Photoshopping of their packages. I mean, right. And that yeah. is just like, 
Photoshopping our packages seems to be trending at the moment. The kids these days with their photoshops. These internets. They're, they're un- using Canva. They're unpredictable. Also, they're using Canva, bro. <laughs> Photoshop is out. Oh my Canva gosh. is in. Uh, you know what else is in? Being a patron of the show at the shout-out level, the very top pinnacle of anyone's career. It's true. This is a genuine, bona fide thing, and it's the thing that makes our show go every week and gives us this wonderful chunk of content, which is our custom, artisanal, handcrafted shout-outs for you personally, which this week are based on the 2019 typeface editorial new. <laughs> <laughs> A typeface shout out. This a is amazing. Typeface shout out because fonts have been like kind of a thing. That's a good one. Oh, producer one. Rich, you're such a genius. All right, how about I'll take the top two? Or, okay. Or the 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 sorry the the top and bottom. You take the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah, I'll take the middle. Good. Perfect. Got it. A precise and elegant narrow Morris Jones that was designed for the long form Kevin Sills with a big enough personality to make a statement as Eric Duncan. It is perfect to give Gabrielle Cohen that mid-90s retro feel while being rich and contemporary. In its lighter weights, Laura Abel is elegant, refined, and subtle. It's easy to imagine Joe Hood being used for the fashion industry in brands or magazines. With its precise legibility, the regular weight Andrew Bradley is perfect for that long-form Miranda Janelle content, but it is far from being bland. It will give your Jake Woods a unique feel and style. The heavier weights are made for a big Benjamin Forrest. Lee Price's curves are lushier, a bit more exaggerated to give these weights and ultimately your Louis St. Amour more personality. Combined with a luscious and curvy Mike Akins, this James C. Smith is a must try. Ah, uh, the luscious <laughs> and curvy Mike Akins. Uh, uh, one of our favorite patrons. I think we yeah. can all agree. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you, Rich Straffolino, for this, and thank you, patrons, for for uh, supporting us at a level that lets us turn you into a typeface. We could not be more grateful, and thank you to exactly our type of audience for pointing out that typeface is the correct usage here, not font. Yes, thank you, thank not you. Font. No, thank you, Saray. No, no, thank you. Typeface. Join us, won't you? Patreon.com slash it's a thing at any level. If you join, you can become a member and get access to our Discord and an ad-free RSS feed with bonus content. You can also email us your things, feedback at it's a thing dot me. See you next week. Bye everybody. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.